we don't like being reminded that a good deal of the time we're just the hole that you ejaculate into. <laughs> so sending the penis kind of just says, hello, you have passed the test. You are worthy of becoming my cum dumpster. <laughs> So let's just get right into it. Well, what exactly do you do? Are you like a graphic designer? Um, I am a freelance illustrator, so I do do graphic design. But in addition to graphic design, what I also do is uh, I do uh, illustrations for, you know, books, comic books, uh, different kinds of things like that, uh, brochures, anything that needs some artwork. Um, I contribute to it, and uh, basically it's it's a lot about hustling to find the next job, uh, just putting yourself out there, showing people what you can do. But then I'm also a writer, so I write my own comic, and that comic has turned into a podcast, uh, two podcasts, the You Mind podcast and uh, Creeping Wave Radio. Well, one, Creeping Wave Radio is an audio drama, and it basically follows the misadventures of a uh, podcaster who does a paranormal podcast, and uh, he basically goes along and kind of has these crazy interactions that are stemmed from his podcast and interviewing these people. And on the You Mind, uh, that is the podcast. So it's a bit of a fraudcast, actually. And that's the the podcast that that character supposedly runs. So, so, so this is like I totally get why you and, and Jack got along then because you guys just create <laughs> – weird universes inside of things that it is it, it honestly it's extremely hard to follow because i'm like is is what is real i don't know is any of yeah. the stuff that you actually talk about on your podcast you or is it just some fictional character it's it's a combination of both it's uh it, it all stems from reality like the storyline and everything uh people who know me are like oh oh Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're doing. I know who that is and that kind of thing. It all stems from reality, but it's a highly fictionalized version of reality with uh, just things thrown in that are kind of interesting. So on the podcast on the You Mind, uh, it's a combination of scripted episodes, uh, improv episodes. I'm really lucky to have a lot of friends who are very uh, good at improv, very good at just, you know, riffing. So we'll come up with a character and I'll just go like, okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna interview, and I'm interviewing this character. I'm not interviewing you. And plus, on my show, I'm a character as well, because uh, my my character Napoleon is kind of this overly polite, perpetually nervous kind of like, hey, wow, you're a werewolf. That's amazing. Okay, kind of thing. And um, so it's it's so, it's not you. It's not, it's not it's an over exaggerated version of you. It's an over exaggerated version of me. Um, I, I've been told my whole life that I'm super nervous and I'm super uh, kind of quirky and, and I, I just, uh, I don't think so myself, but I do think that I fall into when I'm interacting with people because I, I tend to be kind of socially inelegant, I guess. Uh, when I interact with people, a lot of times I'll backslide into this character that kind of originated from watching my mom interact with people and she's just super polite, super like socially ingratiating like oh hi oh everything's great oh and that the phone voice kind of yeah. but phone voice in person and so i would backslide into this character but when i do it 
because my feeling for that kind of thing isn't the same. It, it always turns into like, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, I'm dumb. I'm really dumb. And that kind of thing. And, it, it, and so, uh, it yeah. almost sounds like you're you're trying to like cop out when you when you, like you can you can then do anything and then just go mm-hmm. I, I'm I, oh I was being a character like it doesn't yeah. matter what you say anymore you can get away with murder now because I was I, I it wasn't <laughs> me it was my other it just sounds like yeah. you're a crazy bipolar person though yeah pretty much oh. pretty much well because <laughs> you are you de- you don't believe that you're quirky uh, I'm I I think quirky's like overused now okay. I mean quirky is a, who isn't quirky i guess that's (laughs) that's fair but i was gonna say you you take a small scroll through your instagram page and you can see you're you're pretty quirky everything you draw has like a creepy vibe to it it's i love i love it that's that's what attracted me to it was oh thank you i saw um the stuff you were working on recently and it it looks really gothic creepy uh i don't know people's flesh coming off devils stuff like that Uh, and and i'm totally into that but that's my vibe yeah (laughs) that mainstream that that's pretty quirky that's yeah it would definitely fall into the quirky category but so what what is horrorgasm horrorgasm is an art show uh, and it's celebrating all things that are creepy, spooky, horror-related. Uh, so if horror is your jam, then uh, Horrorgasm is the place for you to be. It's in San Diego. It's at uh, Queen Bee's Arts and Cultural Center in North Park. And it's going to be October 26th. And you can go to horrorgasmsd.com to go get your ticket if you're in that area or could be in that area by that time. And uh, they they have all the information there. I'm going to be uh, selling my artwork there, uh, selling prints of my artwork, uh, selling stickers, um, selling my comic that I write, uh, Lost Bread, which uh, is kind of uh, one of the catalysts of Creeping Wave and the U-Mind. And we're also going to be performing live with uh, Old Scratch, who the character Old Scratch, who is actually my husband. Uh, from the show Creeping Wave, uh, we're going to be doing live readings from Creeping Wave, uh, just going down the script and sort of performing the characters that we do on the show. So, oh, so because it, it at first glance, when you hear a name like Horrorgasm, it sounds like mm-hmm. it's going to be a furry fest. It, <laughs> it, oh my god! Does any oh dear. is there anybody in cosplay having sex there? No, not to my knowledge. I, I I think they frown upon public sex in that arena, but uh, I, you know, there's really only one way to find out. So come to Horrorgasm, have public sex, and see what happens. Like with a name like Horrorgasm, you're asking for it. How are they really gonna like write you a ticket saying they were fucking at Horrorgasm? Come on. I I don't know. <laughs> I I didn't come up with the name. I should say it's been an ongoing show for a couple of years. I participated in. Uh, and the people who run it are really great, really fun, really have a good sense of humor, uh, and just are kind of into that sort of oddball, spooky sort of stuff that uh, I love. And I think there's a lot of people out there who love, and uh, that that's really what it's about. But if you want to come as a furry or anything like that, that's <laughs> that's cool. I, I don't think anyone's going to stop you at the door. The, so. Yeah, I'm assuming there are a couple of costumes showing up at this thing. Oh, yeah. I, I actually have my costume planned out and everything like that. So if you want to see what that is, you're going to have to come to Horrorgasm. What, we don't get to know what you wear? It's, mm, it's, no. Is it that big of a secret? I, I'm such a social media person that uh, it's probably going to be on there at some point. So you'll, you'll get to see. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Well, I, I yeah. hope it's something extravagant. Like I, I don't want. I, I, so. I, I don't want to see a, a furry costume last minute just slapped <laughs> together. That's no. uh, that's you just know, a cop the, out. The truth is, I'm kind of too vain to do like a fursuit because I would want people to see like my makeup and <laughs> my like hair and my whole the, the whole appointment that I put on. So uh, just yeah. Yeah, why cover up the goods? That's ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. I, I, get... I, I'm too vain to do a fursuit. And, and nothing against. I, I actually do have some friends who are furries and what? they're wonderful people. Are you kidding? I do. No. <laughs> You don't. Oh, they're good people. They're good people. Yeah, they. Hey, that's what they're in. And it makes sense to me. It's not my. It's not my kink, but it makes sense to me because, like, if you're lusting after like a Baloo from Tailspin or something like that, he can never hurt you. You know, Baloo is never gonna like say, "Hey, you fat slut, maybe you should drop some weight" or something like that. You know, Baloo is is always loving and gentle, and I get it. I am like, okay, I can I can see like where that kind of would be kind of a welcoming thing. People are harsh, people are vicious, and after a while you just get sick of people and the dating pool, by far and large, consists of people. So they've found a loophole. And I'm like, Hey, good for you. That works. <laughs> I, I guess I I, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know I have a bad taste in my mouth for furries because I only read the bad stuff I don't really go into the furry forums and find all yeah. the the harrowing stories of furries saving babies and burning buildings or something but most of the time it's like weird sex stuff and uh, like like I, I went down a vortex of of this group <laughs> of people who were actually having sex with animals in furry suits and I'm like Ooh, that. that it's not okay. It gets no. so I get that all of them get tarnished with the mm -hmm. the bad apples, but uh, there's something about just wearing a mask and like there's a lot of anonymous sex yeah. and and maybe yeah. a lot of them are just children that just want to just never grow up and be in there and then they're mixed in with a lot of degenerates. I think so. I think it's kind of the same thing with uh like what we saw with uh the goth community in the 90s. Um mm -hmm is uh, you, you have people who are just artistic and kind of want to sort of vibe with an intellectual, spooky kind of... Uh, they gravitate towards that. And then you have people like uh, Columbine, uh, the Columbine shooters, or you have... Uh, God, who is that vampire murderer? Um, the guy who was playing Vampire the Masquerade and took it way too seriously and went out and murdered people because he was a vampire. What? And people are like, yeah. Did he drink their blood? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what he did. I think you can look up like the vampire murders if you want to. But it it was he was this young man and he believed himself to be a vampire. And people said, because he played Vampire the Masquerade. It's like, I don't know. I played D&D &D for a long time and I've never like g grabbed a broadsword, ran into 7-Eleven, started chopping people up or anything like that. So <laughs> it's yeah. it's you know, I and it makes me angry when that happens because it's like. All of our, our fantasy and sci-fi and stuff like that has to be, like, tapered down because you have this lowest common denominator of people who just can't get that it's not real. And it's like, oh, we can't show a character doing that because somebody might try to emulate it. And it's wow. like, well, no. So I just, I just got a quick Google on the guy, and mm -hmm. it says that he told everybody that he was a 500-year-old vampire named Visago. And it was, it, it was a character he created for himself after being uh, obsessed with the role-playing game Vampire the mm -hmm. Masquerade. So even just yeah. on his basic Wikipedia page, it blames it on 
Vampire the Masquerade. I, yeah, and it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think there was, in the 80s and the 90s, there was a big kick on on video games and music being the, yeah. the root of all people doing bad things. So I I, I get that they were, they were doing that, but I'm pretty sure some people just go insane and then they're just motivated by crazy things, like the guy who shot the president because Julia Roberts told him to. That, oh, that, right, right. That yeah. shit happens. So I, I, I'm pretty sure Julia Roberts isn't to blame for all the shooting. But I think I think actually Jodie Foster told. Oh, was it Jodie Foster? I think. I think yeah, that, so. that probably that does you, sound right. If you want to lay blame, it blame was Jody. it was Taxi. So you're right. That, that now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, the movie was Taxi. So yeah, it, that is. Uh, I don't think it was any famous celebrity's fault for any murder that's no. been going on. So I, there's a lot of crazy people out there that just get into weird stuff and then. Uh, they ruin it for all the, the, the good Vampire the Masquerade players. Yeah. I, I, yeah, they ruin it for everybody. Uh, I know. So, so um, yeah. I have an interesting question for you. I wonder how you're going to take okay. it. Do you ever mm-hmm. get random nudes in your Instagram? Yes. Yes? Do you? I get, I get, it's filled with penises. Really? The, G- the DM box, like, I almost never look at it anymore. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I think that just... Showing up and being female uh, sort of invites that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, I, yeah. I apologize for not just doing that up front. I, I guess oh, I should. Oh, okay. I didn't that's, re- that's all right. I didn't realize that was the way to, to interact with women <laughs> nowadays. I apologize. Oh. I'm not I'm not really hip to social media and stuff like that. So <laughs> I didn't realize it was just full of dick pics. Because I ask pretty much every girl that I, I don't really know. Like, like, well, I ask every girl that I do know, too. I'm like, do you just, do you just get constant dick pics just always? Yeah. And it just doesn't matter anybody. It, any girl who is just a, like on social media, yeah. you're just opening yourself up to dick pics. And yeah, I... I think that's how it works <laughs> oh has it ever has it ever worked has it ever like no have you ever heard of somebody being like yeah well it was such a sweet dick that like what was i gonna do <laughs> not really no I've, I've never heard of that um i i um i feel like when you do that um see see here, here's a little thing with the the women folk and and you have a girlfriend crystal correct mm-hmm. um so so you're you're probably a little bit aware of this but we don't like being reminded that a good deal of the time we're just the hole that you ejaculate into. <laughs> so sending the penis kind of just says, hello, you have passed the test. You are worthy of becoming my cum dumpster. <laughs> and it's just like, well, thank you. But All right, good. It's, it's, I think you guys have been oversaturated with comments because honestly, if it was in reverse... And somebody was just mm-hmm. like, like just bombarding me with like vag pictures, and they were just like, "Come yeah. on, c- please, just, just." It, it would be almost flattering. It would be like, "Okay, seriously, like something's going on. I must be ha- having a good hair day or something." Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, I I think that's different for men because men are very much sexually driven. Like uh, the sex part is a is a huge thing. Not that women don't like sex, but the sex part is a huge thing in the relationship it's it's the driving force to make you want to pursue someone whereas women there's more on the line for us you know if we get pregnant uh if we get dumped and we get kicked out and we if we don't have you know f- financial security and that kind of there, there's more on the line when you're a woman and that probably sounds sexist but and so sex is not 
the main feature that's going to get us to stick around. So when you say like, hey, you're worthy of sex, it's kind of like, uh, all right. It's a good point. But, and, like when you just yeah. think about it on like a like a basic scale, it's it's a lot easier for a, a guy to just have sex with somebody. They're just like putting their dick in something. Girls have to like let somebody inside of them, which is a whole yeah. nother fucking <laughs> level. If guys had to let people inside of them every time they had sex... It would happen a lot less frequently, and we probably well, wouldn't be. Some guys do. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have heard of that. I've definitely explored that deep on the show here, but um, so there there is a reason that I'm not just an insane person that just wants to know no, about all fine. the dicks in your uh, inbox. But so I've recently actually experienced this, so it's kind of interesting. So. Um, every once in a while we do some horrible things on the show and we can't post things on YouTube and then people want to see them uncensored because it's just horrifying stuff that we watch and do. But it, uh, we have to get it up on, on like a website somehow. And that means I have to put it on like porn sites and porn sites automatically kind of put things in different places. I guess they just figure out where they, they should go. And it, it, filtered us and put us on a lot of gay porn sites oh wow so i don't know how it exactly happened but then all of a sudden i started getting dick pics i my email and this there's this one specific guy who's just now all over me like it's ridiculous and i for the first time caught a glimpse into the world of just being a woman and i don't like it i'm not a fan because i don't want i don't want dick pics in my email constantly at first it was funny because I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? And I, I would assume it would be the same for a woman. They're like, oh, wow, that's fucking crazy. This guy just sent a random dick pic to me. But then all of a sudden it's like like 20 later, you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, I didn't respond to the first one. Like, take the hint. And I don't know what to do at this point. Like, he's, he's like, writing songs and sending them to me, sending me just, like, daily selfies and stuff like that. I'm just – it, it – guys are horrible. <laughs> I, I didn't realize yeah. that. So, some are. I, I, I don't think every man can be painted with that brush. But yeah, I, I do think that there uh, is a group of people, uh, and there's probably women in that group too, it's just not as publicized, uh, who, who just cannot take no for an answer and think that they can bully you into finally relenting. And um, that's not how it works uh, for yeah. anybody. Because the first so. 13 dick pics didn't work, but mm-hmm. that 14th one, he just got the lighting right, and I just, I couldn't resist. <laughs> it was like one of those under under carriage shots. It was real sweet. I, I loved it. Mm. So You know, I, I hear the iPhone 11, the camera was specifically designed for penis enhancement. Nice. Oh, so that's mm-hmm. why that looks super sweet. He must have splurged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. It's worth the money, though. It's worth the money. I'm. Yeah. You know? I don't understand the the logic behind it because it's, <laughs> it's it seems insane to me. But so, uh, when you run your podcast, do you have mm-hmm. some co-hosts? Uh, I used to. Um, I actually started out on a network called the Unaffiliated, which was it was basically like if you think about like Alex Jones, yes, uh, or something like that. Infowars, and it really. Huh? Were you on oh, Infowars? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't my vibe, but I was friends with the guys who were running the show. And uh, so they're like, yeah, we're going to expose the news that nobody is brave enough to expose. And I was like, well, okay, that's not my scene, but whatever. And so that's kind of where Creeping Wave was born from, is I wanted to talk about the conspiracy theories and all the paranormal stuff they're going to be talking about. 
but I wanted to do it in like a way that didn't say like, I do not, I don't commit to this, you know, I, this is not <laughs> my belief. So I kind of wrote skits around it and I kind of wrote stories and it was, the premise was there were these three podcasters who were uh, two other podcasters I was working with at the time and they get sort of uh, jumped into this whole series of events because of uh, the girl that my character is dating. And uh, we eventually, not not so much a falling out, but we just figured out we don't work well together. Um, just, I, I guess, our, our perspectives are too different. And uh, so uh, I kind of left that scene. I kind of left that podcast, left that podcast collective. I don't know exactly what they're doing right now. Is this in real um, life or is this in your yeah, alternate? This is in real life. See, this is yeah, what's this confusing. Is this, it's, wave happened. it's very, very confusing because I don't know if this is part of the storyline of the yeah. show that's made up in, in some alternate reality or you oh, yeah, actually no. had some sort of differences with people and didn't want to yeah. do that yeah, this show is, anymore. This is the reality is, is that I, I uh, sort of fell out with with the group, the unaffiliated, uh, and uh, nothing really savage or violent or awful happened. It was just like, we're like, okay, no, I, I can't do this. This is not me. I'm going to go do my own thing. You guys have fun. Uh, and we just sort of had a parting of ways. And then I, I didn't have a podcast to be attached to at that point. And the whole show revolved around this person uh, who is a podcaster and bringing in these you know, weird guests and talking about these weird subjects. So I created the You Mind, uh, which because I can only do because Creeping Waves Ensemble. So I can only do it for so long because people have schedules. So it comes out seasonally, usually starting on Halloween. Hmm. And uh, then the You Mind can run constantly. And so it keeps the interest up in Creeping Wave in that universe and the characters by releasing every two weeks. Uh, and interviewing new people, and so you're growing your audience by introducing new people into the plotline, into the story, uh, but you're not having to write a script necessarily every single time, though some of them are scripted episodes, uh, and some of them are real interviews, so we mix it up, and you never know exactly what you're getting, and, and that's kind of how I like it, is I like people to be like, wait, uh, okay, does this guy really think he's a clone? Does he really <laughs> think that? And you're just like, I, you're never going to know. Man. <laughs> You and Jack, and I guess there's just this, like, crazy, <laughs> I, I've never even heard of this. Before I talked to Jack, I've never heard of a podcast that wasn't, like, just people talking to each other. Like, just yeah. whatever it may be, interviews or just shooting the shit. But uh, you guys create alternate universes, and then when people come in, you have to, like, write characters for them because they can't just be themselves. And so if I came on their show, would I have to be somebody? I, it, it would be up to you. Uh, our most recent interview was with a uh, human being <laughs> whose name is Fontel Langford. And he is an artist and entrepreneur who does a comic book called Seed. He's working on it right now. And uh, he is not supernatural in any way as of yet. You know, that there's always room for that to happen. There's always You can always finagle with a werewolf or something like that. But um, – yeah, and, and he just came on and we interviewed him and he didn't do anything too crazy. Uh, and then we have like talking cats who come on the show or, uh, <laughs> you know, people who uh, are werewolves. And uh, the San Diego werewolf was actually a guest on our show. And he's a real interesting guy. I've known him for a while. <laughs> Who's the San Diego werewolf? San Diego werewolf uh, is a, a young man who was, uh, as in his words, bitten by the party animal. Is he a furry? And, 
Oh, I don't, I don't believe so. He actually talked about furries uh, on the show, Uh-oh. and I, I don't think that he, I don't think that that's where he aligns himself. Though I, I do see where there could be some confusion with that. When you are a large furry man <laughs> walking around, you're going to just like entice people who are into that, right? Does he so. only come out on like full moons, or is it just like an all day thing? Can he come out during the oh, day? No, it's, it's just whenever, just whenever the party animal strikes. That's is is cool. when he comes out. He loves pina coladas. He loves going to art shows. Uh, he he creates art from he you know he's not one to waste. So from the corpses that he mangles and devours, <laughs> he uses the leftovers to create something beautiful for people to enjoy. And he's giving back to the community that he's taking the lives of. I don't know why I envision I envision him uh, talking like Scooby Doo. Is that true? Oh yeah, no. Um, you you can actually check out. Uh, it's on our YouTube. You can actually see him. Uh, if you go to, I, I, I wish we had enough followers. Maybe you guys can help out with that uh, right now. But if you uh, check out, uh, look for uh, Creeping Way, or uh, I'm sorry, the You Mind. If you look for the You Mind, You Mind podcast uh, on YouTube, uh, and there's there's links in um, on my uh, webpage, theumind.com. If you check that out, then you can go there and you can uh, go find uh, that interview. Uh, or you can go to uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. I believe there's links to it in there, to the uh, YouTube video. And you can actually hear what he sounds like, for real. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go with Scooby-Doo. He, he says rot row and stuff like that. But uh, That would be a good character. I like that. <laughs> that'll be what I'll, I'll be if I, I come on your show. I'll, I'll just impersonate Scooby-Doo. We'll just be interviewing Scooby. Yeah, perfect. So. But uh, He's gone rogue. I... So. D- serious question in reality are werewolves a real thing um uh i think that there there is a disorder uh where people kind of revert to very savage primal behavior and and human beings are primates so they don't really become wolves but they they do kind of uh shuffle around and scream and growl and try to claw things out of people's hands and bite people and I think it's really just that they are reduced to that something in their mind just flips over and they're just reduced to that savage instinct to survive. I think they do actually call it lycanthropy, but it, it's there. They don't physically transform into anything. Um, and then there's uh, feral children, the the kids who are like raised by wolves or uh, abandoned. And uh, they there's a little boy in Russia, I guess. In Russia, they have a big problem with, um, I think, with the fall of the Soviet Union, a bunch of people couldn't afford to take care of their dogs, so they just let them roam the streets, and the dogs became wild. And now there's just these packs of, like, you know, Dalmatians and corgis and poodles that roam the streets. And this little boy was abandoned, and he was sort of adopted by these dogs. And so he walked around, and he took on the behavior of all these dogs, and you do have people who revert to that. It is possible to revert to that, but uh, pe- people aren't humans. Aren't canines? So that's it's not their their normal form. But but there's a lot of uh, reports of wolves and dogs and animals like that taking on babies because they they understand that this is a young animal. It needs help. It needs care, and they they're smart enough to comprehend that. So they'll take it on and oh take my. care of it. So, I, yeah. again, how do you find this shit? How do you even know about this? <laughs> I never heard of this Russian dog boy, mm-hmm. but I, I looked it up. His name's Ivan Mishugov, and yeah. uh, he apparently, 
they he was roaming around with the dogs and he didn't want to leave the dogs so the police had to try and separate him from the dogs and what they did was put live bait in like like a like like a trap like it periodically in different areas so he could separate them from the dogs and then captured the little kid and took him away and took him a while to recover and eventually speak again but he did that's what it seems like he like, did holy shit that is crazy yeah. so I, I i thought that was just like that that shitty movie nell but uh oh no it happens <laughs> apparently it does i get the vibe that you like you have like a personal psychic a personal psychic no no i i don't really believe uh i i i talk about the paranormal and stuff but i don't really believe in the paranormal um I, I, I don't really believe that they're psychics. What I believe is that people, um, some people are very good at picking up the clues that are around them, uh, kind of like what you'll see on Sherlock Holmes or something like that. They're very, but they don't know that they're picking them up. Uh, and so they'll have dreams or they'll have like what they'll say premonitions. And it's like, no, your mind put together that this is a possible outcome. And then when that outcome happens, they say, I'm psychic. And it's like, no, you're you're not. There's nothing magical that happened. You were just able to piece together. This is a highly probable outcome. This is what I think is going to happen. And then when it happens, it feels like this magical confirmation. But how many times have you been wrong and you didn't think about it? You didn't confirm it with yourself like, oh, magical. You, you didn't ever take that into evaluation. People reject that and only think about the times that they were right. Wow, like you're you're turning me on my head right now because I totally <laughs> thought that this was gonna be more like, oh yeah, I have a psychic and I'm uh, like I'm uh, I know there's a ghost behind me right now. I can feel him here with me. You, I I don't know what it is, but there's something about uh, about all the stuff that you talk about. You put the whole package together from what you can see on there that that's what it was. But you're so much more logical than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> and you you and you and Jack and all these people in this little crazy group of of of. Uh, logical insane people it's 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 so insane the stuff that you talk about but then when you try and break it down it all comes to like a rational conclusion and i go huh damn it like i thought that was going to be way more dumb than i than i was expecting but most of this stuff makes sense but yeah i still don't get the the character podcast that seems so like every once in a while do you just like do a full one where it's just you and you're like man i had a bad day fuck let me let me tell you about this Yes. Yes. Uh, there is an episode with my mom, uh, and it, it is uh, my mom was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, and uh, that's the one you don't get better from. But then it was later brought down to stage three, and it was actually because the doctors read her uh, her scans wrong. They they saw it. They saw cancer, and then when they actually went in and did the biopsy, there wasn't cancer spread from outside of she had breast cancer so it wasn't spread outside of the breast area so it became stage three which is curable uh, but i was uh i probably went through a month where i just cried non-stop yeah that doesn't sound a like a hit to take. yeah that doesn't sound you like know? a really fun family episode that... no and you know what but we made it fun because at the time i thought she was gonna die um and so i was like let's take this time to celebrate who you are to record who you are and just talk about you know, how you inspired the podcast and how you kind of brought me to this point where, uh, you know, your character is kind of the character I take on and uh, how, how you influenced me in so many ways. Let's let's just talk about that. And so I talk in my own person on, on that podcast with my mom 
who uh, was just starting her therapy at that time. And so, yeah, we do have ones that are, just because I felt that was important, like if she was going to die, I wanted some kind of memorial of uh, who she was and a remembrance of, you know, what she did. And, and so we do have serious episodes. Most of the time I'm trying to kind of uh, break free of the monotony of everyday life. So, which I think is what, you know, films and stuff like that, uh, stories, comic books, anything like that is, is trying to break free of that monotony of the everyday life, kind of give you something fun to lose yourself in for a little bit of, uh, of time and then come back. And uh, I think that's what the character podcast stems from is it is a creation uh, of that, of that universe, except in a new format, a format that uh, is able to reach a lot more people. And it's it's essentially what the radio show was, you know, back in the day, uh, like the 1920s and 1930s, you had your radio shows and, and people just gathered around the radio to listen and they were using their imagination. And that's essentially what a podcast, an audio drama does, these character podcasts. I I. I used to love that type of stuff. I have just always been an old man. I, I, even when I was four years old, I've just been like a crotchety old man. And I used to just sit around and I would listen to cassettes of like books because I hate reading and I'm kind of dumb. So uh, I, I like I, I actually love books, but I suck at reading, which is kind of oh. embarrassing because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stupid when it comes down to it. But I love listening to stories told uh, like books kind of try to do. So I used to get cassette tapes all the time when I was a kid and I would just listen to them. I would just sit on the couch and listen to them like I was in the 1940s listening yeah. to an old radio. And people thought I was crazy. Like, why don't you just watch TV? Just watch the movie of the book. And I was like, I don't know. I just like closing my eyes and, and trying to imagine it. And, and most of the time when I like one of one of the books I do read, it's just like a, mm -hmm. a, a, a classic, but um, it's um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I've read it like so oh, many, yeah, so many times. It, it's a great book. But when I saw the movie, it ruined the book. I saw the, the Johnny Depp fucking insanity, crazy bullshit movie. And I was like, holy shit, this is not what I was picturing in my head whatsoever. And yeah. now I picked up the book like recently and tried to read it again. And that, but I just get the vision of the movie in your head and you're like, oh, it's not at all what I thought it was. And it's, it, 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 it devalues it a little bit. So oh, I, yeah. I kind of, absolutely see that. so I kind of just like, just if you're going to make the movie, do it kind of verbatim. I get you got to shorten it a little bit because books are kind of long. But then that's what makes audiobooks so fucking good. You can you can just listen to a whole book while you're driving or taking a nap. Oh yeah, I think so. It's uh, I, I I totally understand what you're saying. It's uh, if you have a book or a comic book or something that you love, and uh, then then they do, and a, a lot of times they'll do up the characters because they're trying to appeal to a certain audience. Um, they'll be like, hey, now this character's a woman. Isn't mm -hmm. that rad? And you're like, I, the character wasn't a woman, so <sighs> I don't know why you had to make it a woman, because, but that's okay. Because that, it's <laughs> different now. You don't understand. They're doing the same thing, but now it's with a woman, so mm -hmm. a whole other audience. Mm -hmm. It's Instead it, of taking a character and writing a, a character who's an interesting and engaging woman, you just, you know, hey, now they're a woman. Hooray. God, thank Because, so. man, you don't know how annoying it is when you get somebody on here who's like a super woke feminist that oh dear. just, like, there's something about that. Like, don't get, I, I love equality. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. all for equality. But, As am I, yeah. But equality means mostly bad things in my eyes. Like, 
like you get a lot of good things. Don't get me wrong. Sure, voting and pants are sweet. But uh, if 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 we're in true equality, when there's a, a seventy to a hundred pound thing on the ground, nobody looks at the guy to lift it up. We just go, who's no. gonna lift this? I, I like I don't know. Flip a coin. We nobody's holding doors for anybody. Like like I get that there's common courtesy and stuff like that, but it's not expected, and it does. It does distort some things a little bit. There are differences between men and women, and we need to acknowledge those and then just use them to help each other. It's insane that right. we just we don't just go, okay, on average, guys are better at this, so we should let them do things like this and help out with, with yeah. things that women lack, and then vice versa, because on average... I, I find guys are less caring. Sure, it could be socially uh, taught, but... Mm-hmm. The only way you're going to change that is if we get the people who are better at being more caring people to teach the less caring people how to right. fix themselves. And and I think we're getting there. I think but yeah. we're slowing it down when we try and and just go, "No, women are the exact same as men and men are the exact same right. as women." It's it's very different. And And a lot of it I think is social stigma. Like, if you are a man who's caring, you learn real quick to, you know, knock that the fuck off. It's true. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> so when a man is dealing with something like the loss of their mother or the loss of a friend, they don't get to grieve the way that women do. They don't get the natural grieving process that everybody has to go through, but they have to go through it in private. They don't get to have social support because then people will think less of them. They'll mm. think like, oh, you're a pussy, you're a bitch. And it's like, well, why is that? Everybody feels pain. Everybody feels hurt. Why is it wrong for these people to, you know, say, this is what I'm dealing with. It makes me feel terrible. <laughs> but um, or the same thing with women. Um, I'm bigger and stronger than a lot of my uh, male friends. And that's not a flex. That's just like, you know, I'm I'm a larger person. My dad can beat uh-huh. up your dad. That's right. <laughs> But it's just I'm a larger person. So if they need help with something, I'm not going to stand there and be like, no, bitch, you're the man. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, why why should I make them feel like they're in some way weaker or inferior? It's like, look, I, I can do this. Let me just do it. You know, let me move this for you. Let me. But, <laughs> and it's it's silly that but, but a lot of women will be like, I don't want to do that. I don't want people to see me as like, you know, gross and unfeminine and it's like it no it's it's helping somebody who needs help it's it's contributing (laughs) it's it's like actually it it's almost anti-progressive to tell everybody to just be one way because that's kind Mm -hmm. of what like the new wave feminism is kind of telling everybody to do is just to be like it's like no if a man can do it then you should do it too and it's like yeah. That what about the girl who actually likes Barbies and makeup and and wants to like I don't know just be a, a designer or something like that they they yeah. like fashion they're like that's a female dominated career and they want to go in it and they want to feel pretty who cares why why do you yeah. make them feel bad what about the 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 girl who literally just wants to be a mother she wants to be yeah. a mother you make them feel like shit because they want to stay at we home need them <laughs> like think about how bad it is when yeah. somebody's they they go and they're at a party with somebody and they go what do you do and they go well i'm a stay-at-home mom they mm-hmm. they feel this guilt because they're like oh that's all you do you don't like i'm a mom too yeah. and i also work and but what if that's what your dream was what if that's what you want to do why do you got to make them feel bad for whatever yeah. it is that you want them to do because of your new wave feminism yeah. progressiveness 
And it's all the social stigma. That's the weird crossroads that I'm at. Uh, if you scroll through my Instagram far enough, um, you'll see pictures from uh, a period when I was just starting out. Uh, and I had just released the comic book. And I didn't want anybody to really see me as a female author. So I worked very hard to make myself like, uh, hey, I'm not one of, I, I'm not like the other girls. Wait, I'm so not like the other girls that I'm actually more of a boy. In fact, I'm really a boy. And it was the mental process I went through. And that's not in any way to deride people who are truly transsexual or anything like that. Um, I was not, but I had been convinced I was because so many examples of men in my life were uh, degrading me for being, I'm, I'm very hyper feminine. I wear a lot of makeup. I wear heels. I wear dresses. We're degrading me for that and saying that that makes me kind of like a sex thing. That's something that needs to just lay on my, lay on its back and get plugged and just plunge me. And that's my purpose in life. And so I had learned that like, if you do anything feminine, you're weak and you're meant to be used. And so I was like, but I'm not, I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm a writer. I you know, lift weights. I do these things. And I, want people to understand me for that so I have to put on this character uh, that shows like what a rough and tumble kind of gal I am and uh, a lot of the reason that I use he pronouns on the show for my character is because of that it, during that period when I was first doing that I was using he pronouns uh, on the unaffiliated um, because I, I felt that that was what I had to do to not be seen as a sex object to not be seen as uh, inferior and weak and useless other than getting plunged. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> that is and useful. I, I... Don't, don't discredit that. That no, is no, very, no. very plunging <laughs> is useful. I you, you speak get, from experience. Plunged, right. So, but, um, <laughs> and so I, I kind of slowly came out of that as I left the show and I said, I don't have to appease these people anymore. I don't have to appease anyone. I can, you know, let my natural hair show. I, I used to wear like a black wig because black hair is edgy and like it was short and choppy. So it looked kind of like uh, the girls from the L word. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. And um, and I really worked hard to put on that character. And so it always makes me mad when I meet guys who are like, yeah, I don't like girls who wear makeup. I don't like girls. Like, OK, well, you know, then you don't like girls. Girl, yeah. What what if the girl that you're with who you think is the perfect girl is putting on an act to appease you. What if it's all just a performance because you've stated so blatantly that you will not accept a woman who does A, B, C, and D, and so they are conforming to you. Do you like that? Do you like the idea of this woman becoming like a doll for you? Is that what you're into? Some people are. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you probably, there's there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, that's all I want. There's a there's a, yeah. an entire business made of mail-order brides. Pretty sure Absolutely. they're not expecting a soulmate to come via mail. No, no. So. And if you, if you look at those sites, like every other comment they make is like, American women are so ugly. And it's like, there's... You have not been to the Ukraine. You've not been to Russia. There are unattractive women there, too. You're just not confronted with them. Like, you're seeing the, like, glowing examples of femininity that are putting themselves on the Internet for you. You're not seeing the whole majority of people. It's kind of like people of Walmart. Any cross-section of humanity you get, like, you go to Walmart, you go to Disneyland, you go to 7-Eleven. If you're there long enough, you're going to see some of the weirdos trickle in because it's a service everybody uses. 
Um, but when you take pictures at Walmart and you center out, oh, look at this guy, the crazy rainbow afro wig and the clown nose. Oh, my gosh, people at Walmart are crazy. And you're just like, no, that person in Walmart dresses crazy. But that's not the majority of people go to Walmart. They need to get their grocery shopping done. They need to get, you know, A, B, C and D done. Yeah. And that, well, the reason there's and, so many people there is because Walmart's so convenient and everyone exactly. goes there. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people in suits there, too. And then there's a lot of people who are wearing basically just a G string and weigh 300 pounds because I don't understand why. But I guess it's it's a free country. So do whatever you want. I think if you if you weigh a certain amount, um, then it's probably a, a lot more convenient to not dress because it's it's uh, especially if you're the kind of person who is consistently gaining weight, uh, it's it's probably just a lot easier to uh, you know say no, the g-string that's enough that that's socially ex- I'm covering all the bits that are naughty. We're gonna we're just gonna do the g-string that kind of thing. I've, um, I've seen a lot of TV shows. Have you ever heard of uh, My Six Hundred Pound Life? Yeah, I have. Oh, it's it's a wonderful show. I strongly recommend it. But uh, and and most people on there, if you're 600 pounds on that show, you're svelte. Like you're you're cut on that show. Most of them are closer to like a thousand pounds. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why they blur anything on that show because at a certain point they become like an amorphous blob, and you can't see any of the naughty bits. They themselves are their own clothes. So I'm very confused why there are blurs, and I I wonder if, at a certain point if you do get large enough that you can just be like, I'll just put on like a pasty over that piece of nipple you can see, and then I'm good to yeah. go. I think you could. Um, I, I I mean, at extreme sizes, you do. Uh, the, there's a a part of the belly that hangs over the pubic area. Yeah, the gun. Called I think it's the paniculus. I, I believe the technical the, term is the gunt. The gut. The yes. gunt. And, and, gunt. Yeah, it's the a gut. Gut cunt. Oh, yeah. the gunt. Oh, I like that. Yes. I like that. That's the technical term. And it, it kind of drapes, and so it does cover, uh, and so you really aren't seeing anything. So it, it's really, yeah, it's it's not a matter of whether or not these people are indecent, at risk of causing indecent exposure. So, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I think it's just that uh, they have to uh, blur them out. Because people would get upset if they didn't. And I think it's maybe a sign of respect to the person who's on that show. Yeah, that, like this is um, where your yeah. vagina would be, so let's just put a blur there. We'll just put a blur there for the sake of modesty, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, yeah. So. That's awesome. Well, thank you for doing this. This, this is a blast. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. So, uh, okay, one more time. Where do we find your mm-hmm. podcasts and what are they? Okay, uh, there is Creeping Wave Radio which you can find on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find that on SoundCloud. Uh, it's on Pocket Podcasts, I just found out. It's on uh, Stitcher. It's on TuneIn. And uh, let me know if it's on any other podcatchers that you find. Uh, but, yeah, it's out there, and you should be able to just Google Creeping Wave Radio, and it'll come up. Uh, it also has a website, creep- creepingwave.com. And uh, we're trying to do updates on there. We're releasing a brand new season. It's actually season three. We've been at this for three years now. Season three is coming out on Halloween. Uh, and we've got some uh, all new music, all new bands, all new characters that are coming onto the show. And then there's the You Mind, and that comes out uh, every other Tuesday. And the You Mind is the uh, broadcast, the podcast that is uh, supposedly the character, Napoleon Doom's character. Uh, interviewing these people on the show uh, and uh, we have all sorts of crazy guests sometimes it's scripted 
sometimes it's just improv and sometimes it's actual real guests. You never know, and that's kind of the fun of it. Uh, then there, that we do have a website for that, the U Mind, uh, U as in the letter U, the UMind.com, and uh, we're also on all those uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, all of those as well. Um, you can check out my comic, which kind of got the ball rolling for all this, and that is Lost Bread, uh, LostBreadComic.com, which deals with my lucid dreams and uh, kind of negotiating my life through that. Uh, and is, is that why your Instagram name's lucid underscore naps? That is. I haven't done much with the comic recently. I think it's it, when I started doing the podcast, I really stepped away from the comic because that's what it evolved into. But yeah, that is why my name is lucid underscore nap. And you can find me on Instagram at lucid underscore nap, at you underscore mind underscore pod, and at creeping underscore wave underscore radio. And those are all me. And you can keep up with all the projects that are going on. I'm going to be at Horrorgasm in San Diego, and that's going to be at Queen Bees. That's October 26th. So go get your tickets at HorrorgasmSD.com. And I'm also going to be at uh, Gray Area Market the very next day, October 27th. Gray Area Haunted Market. And uh, we are going to be selling crazy artwork, uh, talking about Creeping Wave. Uh, Old Scratch is going to be there. So if you want to sell your soul, you are more than welcome to. <laughs> you we are busy. For artwork. Yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta hustle with this because uh, nobody really wants what I do. Like, it, it, well, you <laughs> That's a, a terrible service, way to like, sell uh, it. Actual, if I was a plumber or an auto mechanic, you know, I have a, a, I have a saleable service. Nobody really needs a podcast or needs art, yeah. so I have to constantly convince people. Yes, you do. It's amazing. You'll love it. Nah, I and... get that. <laughs> Nobody well, and everybody's got a fucking podcast, so that that's the issue. You got to do something crazy, like like be a weird character and talk yeah. about ghosts and talk to wolves and shit. That is insane. But do you do, so? Do you lucid dream? I do. Really? Yeah. Like, like actively, like all the time, or is it? So if you just like fell asleep right now, you would be in a lucid dream, or do you got to do some stuff? Um, I it, it I don't really. Uh, people have all these techniques for it, and I've never really had to use any kind of techniques for it. It for me, it happens naturally. Um, and I think a lot of it is when I was younger, uh, I I had some really bad nightmares that for whatever reason I couldn't wake up from. Uh, most people can like pull themselves awake. I can do that now. But when I was younger, I couldn't. And so I think to negotiate that, I sort of develop, develop this sense of like, this is a dream and I'm capable of doing this and I can make this happen. Um, and it's that mindset has also influenced my day to day life because I'll be like, OK, well, I can make this happen and not in the way of like the secret or some kind of woo woo kind of stuff. More just like if I want this to happen. I have to put my efforts and I have to work towards this and I have to think about this and I have to commit to it. And that's kind of the same thing you do in the dreams, except it's in a more immediate way. And uh, yeah. So, so if I was like, down. I want you to have a dream where you have sex with Patrick Swayze and he's in a clown wig. Could you make that happen? Probably, I probably will tonight, to be honest with oh. you. I'm very suggestible. Which is, it's, I, I kind of have to control who I'm around sometimes because if I spend the whole day around someone I really, really don't like, <laughs> which happens sometimes, it's unavoidable, but uh, then that person will infiltrate my dreams. I'm like, you ruined it. You ruined my whole night. What, you don't I get to murder them? Don't you murder them? Oh, uh, I do, actually. That's what um, I would do. I, I, I have, 
I have had many dreams of murdering my uncle. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, at, uh, oh. I probably shouldn't say that uh, out loud because he's the kind of person who's very murderable. And at <laughs> some point, somebody probably will murder him. And then that's going to bring the focus around to me. So well, only murder him in your dreams. And then I think you're safe. So that's okay. good. That's crazy because I've, I've always thought about lucid dreaming and, uh, but I don't feel like putting in work. It doesn't sound like you put in work. seems like it just kind of happened. Yeah. I don't know if I had to put in work, like really hard work as far as that, if it's, it was something that I would do, if it was something I would have invested in. Um, I think most of the things in my life that I started doing and that I built skill in were things that I initially had some level of uh, talent with in the first place. And so you build skill, but you're already like, oh, I, I get this. I know how this works. I understand it. It comes naturally to me. Um, I think if it was something that really was, you know, just incredibly difficult for me, that it really required a massive amount of dedication and work, and it just wasn't you know, something that I could kind of slide into, then I probably wouldn't have cultivated that. So you were just naturally a good sleeper. I, I, <laughs> I'm very good at sleeping. So. I'm proud of you. I, that, that's so good. Thank you. <laughs> I thought about for a while, because they have, like you were talking about the Pornhub and everything like that, just like putting a camera on myself, like when I was sleeping and like maybe putting on like a little sailor suit or something fun for the kids. And uh, just like videotaping myself and seeing if that's a fetish somebody has and I could make some money on it was because, you know, I, I can sleep for like 12 hours. It's oh, I, it's I'm beautiful, really right? It, so. I love I love sleeping <laughs> for excessive amounts of time. I'm I've probably mm -hmm. like, you know, how they say like one third of your life is is sleeping. Mine's closer to a half. Mm -hmm. I've it's yeah. I'm going 12 and 12 pretty much. But time well spent. I you. enjoy it, but um, I, I would recommend that because I have been told by uh, multiple sources that uh, you can make like ridiculous money just doing some weird stuff on Pornhub. So <laughs> if you're just it, you're struggling a little bit, just set up a camera, see what happens. Who cares? I, I, maybe put on a little uh, like negligee or something, spice it up a little bit, so people yeah. uh, like you got a good thumbnail going on, and then people will click on it and they'll just see you snoring in bed and lucid dreaming about <laughs> Swayze in a wig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, see, that, that'll be it'll be a two-parter because then you'll have the sleeping for 12 hours and then you'll have the part where I wake up and report what I dreamed so it, it'll be breathtaking I'd so. probably tune into that honestly especially if you could yeah. lucid dream and there's some weird stuff going on we could you could have fan suggestions for your dreams get oh, a yeah. comment section yeah. going where they're like yeah Tyrannosaurus with a dildo for a nose make them fly I don't know it's just crazy stuff's gonna come out of it because it's the internet so yeah, just see who makes the cut. Yeah. I, I'm excited for this. Uh, I think you should drop all your ventures, just all that stuff you had going on. Just drop it. Focus in on this. I'm your new manager. All right, all right. I'll try to get some sexy jammies. See what I can pull together. So. <laughs> awesome. So thanks again for doing this. This was awesome. Hey, you're I welcome. appreciate it. Uh, if you right. want me to come on your show anytime, you can let me know. And you're welcome to come back anytime. You got some stuff to plug. Hey, very cool. Yeah, I definitely would like to get you on the show. We'll have to talk about uh, how we want to orchestrate that. All right. So, uh, yeah. Scooby-Doo will make an appearance on your show soon. Very nice. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was pretty fun. So thanks, everybody, for listening again. This was a little interview. I haven't done these in a while. 
But uh, if you want to see more of those, let me know. And, you know, Stash Club, all the stuff, go to the website, clevernamepodcast.com. Now is officially ours, and it's up and running. You could have saw this live if you wanted to. Um, other than that, keep your shit together. Oh.